Okay, hello everyone. Welcome to Common Underground Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Rice, and today we have a guest called Julian Campbell. I've met him in Peru, in Paracas. It's a coastal town in Peru where there's like uh, elongated skulls uh, from the uh, Paraca culture. And there's the biggest, uh, the eightest biggest uh, nature reservoir is there as well. So it's uh, it's an incredible place to meet. And uh, we've been keeping in touch since then. He lives in uh, Australia, in Brisbane. And yeah, so what, what else can you tell uh, about what you're doing? Because what the subject is about uh, for today is being healthy on mental, emotional and physical level. And I know that this uh, is something that's very relevant in your own life and the way you approach things. With uh, You talked earlier about uh, uh, if you lean against the tree, then it helps with like sleeping during the night. And I also know that you do a lot of infrared um, practices. Uh, maybe you can talk a little bit about that as well. But uh, yeah, is there something important that I've missed that, that you should talk and uh, say about yourself? No, mate, look, um, happy to, to be on here. And uh, when we met in Paracas, um, I thought you were very interesting. Uh, and uh, I personally was interested in, in following your journey. Uh, so here we are. Uh, you know, we've stayed in touch and we get to have this conversation and, and work on this, um, this new little project, which, um, you know, could really turn into something. Yeah. Uh, and I think as you continue on your travels, um, you'll, you'll likely meet, uh, more interesting people, more knowledgeable people. Um, and you'll learn a lot as an individual, but no doubt, um, be able to create, um, real value and, and through this, um, podcast, hopefully, um, you know, help others, you know, with yes. you know what they're going through in in their lives. Look, <clears throat> I don't think um, you know. I'm not an expert in any field, um, you know, nor do I have um, you know a, a depth of information on uh, the things that I like to practice for my own health. Um, but one thing I find uh, that is critical is presence, uh, and in presence. Uh, having the ability to reflect honestly internally um, as well as having the ability to accept uh, things uh, and to live life um, in that present state without uh, any guilt um, or other negative emotion from um, your past. Using my weekend as an example, it's 7.37 p.m. on a Sunday night and uh, it's been a it's been a weekend for myself. You were talking um, before we started recording, um, you know that you know, some of your friends, um, if they party, they you know will will be getting up around this time, and it's around eleven thirty a.m. your time. And and I mentioned that um, that's not a, a behaviour that that I uh, practice anymore because I, I I truly do believe that it doesn't set you up for uh, success in that day, but also in the coming days. So, you know, Friday night, I ended up going out, um, celebrating actually, uh, with a, a friend from a, a, an achievement we had in business last week. And, 
yesterday had a um, uh, a lunch with uh, a few new friends and uh, that ended up turning into heading out to a club where I, I DJed and, and played music. So probably got home around two o'clock again uh, this morning. But, you know, on both occasions, I was up at, uh, up at 6 a.m. and on Saturday morning, you know, use my morning to, to go to the markets and get all fresh produce and um, also took time to look after my physical state by making sure I was eating nutritious food. And uh, I, I attend a, a place called Recovery Science. I go there every Tuesday and Thursday night and Saturday morning. And at Recovery Science, they have infrared saunas. They've got these Theraguns that help with uh, myofascia release, uh, which is basically just relieving tension in, in, in muscles all over your body. But they also... My fascia release, so a fascia tissue is oh, a yeah. type of muscle tissue that, yeah, yeah, I've, it, yeah, I've heard can, about it, yeah. fascia tissue connects, yeah, everything from the toe to the head, and um, a lot of dysfunctions with people's mobility comes from uh, a buildup of fascia tissue that calcifies. So, for instance, uh, people that work office jobs. Uh, and sit you know, at desks for you know long hours uh, most days of the week, they will have a lot of uh, fascia tissue uh, built up on their quadriceps uh, and they will have uh, very inactive and weak hamstrings and glute muscles. And those two in particular are very critical for uh, humans uh, being able to move in a, an effective uh, manner that um, stops us from getting injured. Uh, but, I was just talking about obviously presence and on that topic of presence this morning, for instance, I got up early and went down to the beach and, 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 and put myself in a mindset that even though I was tired from uh, not getting, you know, my seven to eight hours of sleep or, or normally six to seven hours of sleep is where I try and aim for. Um, even though I didn't get the, the full six to seven hours of sleep that I normally like to get two nights in a row, that didn't get in the way of me making the most of the time that I had available in this day. And on top of that, I didn't exhaustion or the fact physically a little consumption. I didn't let that feeling turn into a state of doing nothing around home and eating bad food and getting into a metal, mental state of dreading having to work tomorrow as it's Monday. What I've been practicing for the past six months since I've started using a psychologist is just changing the way I think and always looking at the opportunity, um, the opportunity to really make the most of your life and to make the most of your time. Um, and so, you know, we went out to the beach and, and got, you know, a good amount of sunlight and, and, and made ourselves a, a healthy lunch. But throughout the day, I would take time to reflect and put myself in a state of looking forward to tomorrow. So now I'm excited to get up. I'm looking forward to the opportunity I have tomorrow to do well at work. Uh, so it's not something I'm dreading. Um, and I think I see a lot of people close in my life um, or to be honest actually the people I surround myself with uh, a lot aren't like this they're similar to me in their way of thinking um, but there's still a lot of people in my life that you know you know in their circumstances if they had the night I had last night 
a lot of them would just watch movies and sit around and do nothing all day and, and dread going to work on the Monday. And I think that uh, that's a very a negative, um, negative way to live because every day is a, a, an opportunity um, to, to learn. It's an opportunity to help others and to, to give and, and to grow. And, um, you know, a lot of people, I guess, have schedules uh, that maybe aren't enjoyable Monday to Friday. So they use their weekends as an escape. But again, I think that way of living is, is toxic. And, you know, for someone like myself that, that has quite a few commitments on the go between, you know, full-time work, managing a, um, you know, a business that, that's reasonably successful and being uh, a part of uh, two different investment groups, um, I need to be mentally available and present uh, and effective for all of those different um, groups that I'm committed to. Um, and so, of course, you know, I think one of the things that is so important with presence is, is having control of your time. So my, my ultimate goal, it's not, it's not to be uh, rich. It's not to, um, it's not to profit, you know, over other people or, um, or profit, you know, uh, that profit in any way that has a negative impact on others. It's, it's not to amass wealth uh, that I don't want to share with other people. You know, my ultimate goal, um, you know, from a, a work and, and financial and life point of view is just to have 100% control of my time. So I choose to spend 100% of my time on the things that I want to work on, the things that I want to do. Um, yeah, so that's yeah. Right very important because a lot of people they uh they sell their soul and they i am a little bit guilty of this as well like i work in the kitchen but it's not tempting it's something i have a big passion for so it's it's something that i get an income from but it's not something that i would do for the rest of my life and it's pretty stressful as well people are not very nice to each other because there's so much stress and it's also a reason why i don't want to stay here in the netherlands but um, it's just uh, something that really goes through our society. And also what you said about the uh, working until the weekend, you know, and then it's finally weekend and people party and people drink a lot of uh, beer. And then they forget about all their problems and all their uh, regular life. And then they're stuck at, at, at the same um, place where, where they were before. And like financially, they're not building up towards something else like all the money that I gather from, from the kitchen, even though I don't like it, I keep it as much as possible. And I invest it in other things like making my own product or uh, just investing in, in like uh, uh, different companies or just making opportunities. Like you said, I built, bought some silver. Like uh, there's always, uh, especially like right now in this coronavirus, there's a lot of people there, they, they, hide away in fear because of this virus and they put on this mask which is all all superficial if you're like down to it it's controversial to say this but uh, the the virus itself doesn't can just travel through through the mask and here in the netherlands i don't know about the regulations and and i don't want to talk about the coronavirus too much because it's too controversial but it is something like people they see a lot of chaos and then there's like uh, a lot of opportunity coming from the same situation as well. But a lot of people don't notice it because they're so caught up in fear. 
and they don't see those opportunities appearing in front of them. And it takes a lot of courage to, to get on that um, opportunity. Like this podcast, yeah. for example, is for me pretty new as well, but it's, it's an, also an opportunity to meet with people. And I don't care how many people watch this. It's, for me, it's more about the conversations that we're having like normally off camera, but then you created some content and even though no one will watch it, you can still watch it yourself like years later and maybe you can still like learn something from it or whatever. So yes. that's what it's more about, you know? Yeah, I completely agree. I think, you know, being able to find the opportunities um, in everything or at least, yeah, the, 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 the lessons in, in, in everything um, is important. Um, you know, but, you know, the real, um, <laughs> the real courage, I think, it, it, you know, for a lot of people in, in our societies is being okay with challenging conventional thinking. Um, you know, conventional thinking tells us, you know, we have to go to school and once we've done that, we have to get a degree. And once we've done that, you know, we've got to get a corporate job or, you know, a, a safe or secure job. And, uh, you know, and then we've got to get a mortgage and buy a house and, you know, we've got to have kids and, you know, the cycle repeats itself and um, it's bullshit is what it is. You know, these are actually more damaging decisions uh, than, uh, for instance, you know, we maybe don't have the same controls with high school because parents will make those decisions for us. But after high school, understanding yourself by using your time the way you want to use your time as opposed to continuing in that um i'll call it a trap whatever you want to call it of having to go and do this because someone else is telling you to do it people need to go on their own journeys and really discover who they are and what they want to do and what drives them as a person you know yeah. who they want to spend their time with how, how they want to live uh, their life uh you know and and what conventional thinking has done is it, it is it is created a a society of close-minded people you know so um people aren't open to opportunity they aren't open to positive change they aren't open to other people that have ideas that to them seem scary because it challenges everything they know but yeah. ultimately a lot of people have a lot of really good ideas that are very opposite to conventional beliefs, um, you know, that are like fundamental to healthy human life. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. I, yeah. And yeah. And, and, and look, as an individual, go ahead. Yeah. Well, well, the thing is like people probably think that we're been drafting off topic here because uh, we're meant to talk about healing, but I think like healing ties in with a lot of those different things that we're discussing because healing is very like broad. It's just meaning like bringing better, uh, bringing together a whole that's like healing, holding, you know, and uh, like holy as well. So just realizing that everything is sacred and that you're not just living in a, in a, in a rat race is the, serve the system but also like uh serve 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 a whole purpose like maybe some people will call it god or whatever but but it, just just a service like just a 
you know, so, something we can push beyond. And, and uh, we were, uh, we met in, in Peru and there's like the, the, the Kiro uh, tradition. And the Kiro is like the only tradition that little bit links back to the Incas themselves. And they, they keep a lot of this knowledge and, and, and they have a idea called push the Kashvai. Push the Kashvai. So that's like pushing a certain energy forward. And that has everything to deal, do with healing. And they see healing not as uh, like here in the West, we think like healing is something you have to do for yourself. But healing is actually something we do together. So it's not just us as an individual that need healing, but you can also look at the earth or the way we treat each other. There's a lot of healing there as well. And it ties together with everything that we, with, that we experience in our daily life. Like I, I personally have IBS, but it doesn't, for me, it's just a re reminder of there's so much pain in the world and this is what I feel. And instead of calling it my pain, I call it the pain, like the pain we all share. So that's why uh, we, if, if we approach healing, then we have to really look holistically. And that's why I also mentioned the mental, emotional and physical, but you can also add the spiritual side. And those all need to be tied together. And only then you can have real healing because in our society, if you go to a doctor, I went to a doctor like many times, but the only thing they do is they'll give you a prescription or they give you some recommendations like lifestyle based. But uh, mostly you can find those things on your own on the internet and even more accurate as well. And yeah. the medicine is just a help for like two weeks and then you're stuck at the same problem or maybe even worse. So there's yeah, no- often those medications have have worse side effects when when they're treating symptoms yeah mm -hmm. but it's very popular here in the netherlands to just if there's something wrong with you you go to a doctor and the doctor has complete authority about your health instead of you having your own authority about your own health and like finding a a, a, a cure or creating a cure whatever but um, just here there's so much people are so dependent on everything uh, and that's also something that comes back from education that we're never learned to really question things and just to make up our own mind. So, and that's also something I, like I mentioned earlier about the coronavirus, people don't, shouldn't believe everything, uh, anything that I'm saying, you know, they should question it and do their own research. I'm not saying like, don't put on a mask or don't follow the rules. So these are all like part of conventions as well. But if you address them and you make them very critically, that's what they did against the Nazis as well during the Second World War. And they have, and there's like uh, big consequences that come from that. So that's why like, I, I would really uh, love to talk about, about that more specifically about the coronavirus, but it's just not uh, something we can do on, on YouTube because of the censorship. So I'll just never use it in a tag. But uh, it is something that is needs to be addressed. And it's not just something about the coronavirus. It's about if there was another pandemic or another problematic situation, that's just like climate change, then you need a certain attitude. You need a certain way of being that is like functional and also sustainable and uh, conscious of what, what's going on and, and really yeah. like responding in the right way. Well, I, so you know, one thing, or you said a few things that, that, that I, I quite like there, but 
you know, the idea of other people um, looking outward to others to solve their problems or to create a better life is a flawed concept. The, the right way, okay, and this is what you alluded to with uh, people should feel um, like they should be asking questions to understand, but the, the right way forward for anyone that wants to heal or grow uh, or improve is to firstly take responsibility for your own life to be the one that ultimately has the control. Uh, you know, and if you're not sure on something to then understand what you need or to at least gather the information you need so you can start making more informed decisions. Um, you know, these glasses, for instance, um, I wear them uh, when the sun goes down. They're blue light blockers. Um, I've actually, uh, with a, 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 a payment that's coming uh, to me in two weeks' time, my partner and I are going to buy um, uh, LED lights that will position around the house that will give us control over the, the, the color, the, the lighting color of our house. Right now, it's just these bright lights at home. So I wear these. Uh, to to block the blue light um, because blue light at night time uh, is is proven to um, disrupt our circadian rhythms uh, and and lead to poor sleep patterns. Um, now sleep is one of the most important things for health. Yet we live in a society where uh, people probably think I'm strange wearing these red glasses at night time. Yet feel completely comfortable having a Valium or a Xanax, a, a powerful narcotic uh, to help them sleep. That is not obviously a, <laughs> uh, something that people should fall back on. You know, if, if, if you're having issues, you know, with sleep as one example, and a lot of people do, then, you know, instead of solving that with a, a powerful narcotic that has negative impacts on your health, um, understanding why you're having problems with the sleep, asking that question is what people should be doing. And there will be correlations, whether it is light exposure. Look at um, the world we live in now. Most people are you know, attached to multiple screens, um, whether it's mobile phones, televisions, laptops, you know, and, and often multiple screens at once, <clears throat> you know, so, that's one example, but obviously, you know, also we have uh, issues with uh, nutrition. Uh, a lot of people don't get the right nutrients they need from their diets. We have an issue with hydration. Most people uh, don't drink enough water, even people that have access to it. Um, you know, and then there's movement as well. You know, most people don't exercise um, as often as they should. Uh, and an even higher percentage of people don't understand um, the correct ways to exercise based on how um, human biomechanics um, works based on our evolution, you know? Mm -hmm. So there's lots of, there's lots of considerations, I think, when it comes to health and healing. And it comes back to that taking responsibility um, for if you're not sleeping well, you need to understand why. You know, it's not, you're never going to get a quick solution. A quick solution isn't a sustainable one. 
Okay, yeah. so going to the doctor to get a solution to help you sleep for one week, that's not going to help you for the next however many years you have uh, in your life. Um, you know, taking the responsibility means understanding anything that could have an impact on that particular thing. And then once you've got the information, uh, you can make better decisions. And I personally believe that, um, you know, if we go on a higher level, you know, it's not, it's not ever going to be the case where governments um, are ever going, or, you know, it really it starts from that level, are ever going to uh, enforce uh, or, or educate even, um, you know, these things uh, where people uh, are able to uh, then start adopting these things into their lives. It, it just won't happen. But what can happen is if more people uh, started realizing that um, a lot of really everything that happened is happening to them is within their own control, then you'll see real change. Um, mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's very important to have uh, your own authority voice. And that's something people have to hear first for, for the first time because the, and that's what I was saying earlier, like we put away a lot of our responsibilities and we're so brought up in this way or so that we, it's very difficult. People have still this approach also with, with us. Like if I say something, I already have a certain authority speaking, but this authority doesn't know everything. So if you have exactly. a way of like, listening and you're like okay this guy knows what he's saying because it's logical in the way uh the arguments put forth and there could be still some some things that are if you really do research aren't correct so that's also what, what what this channel is about like the common ground where we have to find each other like okay this is where i can uh understand the other person and that and the understanding is also like under the foundation and on this foundation, we can build something new or create new opportunities or uh, just make the best out of things. I don't want to say solutions because solution already implies that there's a problem. And if you're uh, creating a solution, and like you can do this on health base as well, uh, then there's already like maybe new problems that come with that solution as well because it's built out of your your uh, um, your your own mind and its own limitations so i don't like i don't like the word like solutions but i think like possibilities are uh and, and sustainability are some things that we uh do have to do not and that's also why i want to lift off the grid eventually as well in order to just focus on my own health because then there's no stress that put on by society and then you're really like living for a better world because you're living in a house which is completely based out of uh, trash and uh, natural materials. So um, you're doing something good in, for the environment in that way as well. But it's also like helps you as a person, just you being surrounded by earth. Like here we're living in stone bricks and I have a wooden, hall here, uh, wooden wall here, but um, it, it doesn't make you like i don't know if you know anything about grounding if you stand with your uh, naked feet on the ground and already have some beneficial um, 
practice it every day. I was at the beach the whole day. Nothing, um, nothing better than grounding at the beach. Yeah. Well, the thing is, like, then you're connected to the soil of the earth. But if you're like building in this house and 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 um, you, you're already like inside and you're not really connected to your environment, but these off the grid buildings, they're mostly like built by materials that found like uh, in the environment, and it depends also on the building itself. But the concept is like you um, have a uh, connection with the environment because um, you have to know when uh, it's gonna rain, when there's enough sun, when there's enough wind, just to get the electricity and to maintain everything in your surroundings. So in that way, you're always attuned to what to what the weather will say. Because if you're really like these days, we have an app on our phone and it says like we have this and this weather. Um, and weather is something interesting as well because. Uh, uh, just to finish my point, uh, the we have an f- app on our phone that says like tomorrow it's gonna rain, but if you look at some birds, they like go crazy when a storm comes. For example, like we have here ravens, a lot of ravens they they make a lot of noise and they fly in circles, and then if you look at that, most people they know they're like well, what the hell is happening. But if you really like think in relations, then you can see that it means that there's a storm coming for example mm. and so that is uh, some subtle signs that we can pick up if we really attune with our own intuition with our own selves and i think what's interesting about the weather what i also believe is that it's connected to the human psyche so when my parents they they talk about their emotions they mo- mostly do this through work talking about the weather it's like oh today it's a nice uh, sunny day and uh Oh, I feel so good. And, and then when it's raining, then, then they're more somber. So you're always like putting these cycles. And that's yeah, also... That, fair. that is also because of the, um, the many impacts exposure to morning and afternoon sun has on mental health. Um, without exposure to regular sun, um, and there are climates, UK is a great example, um, you know, where uh, people don't have exposure to regular sun, um, you need to supplement uh, that um, because you'll be uh, deficient in certain vitamins like vitamin D. Um, mm. But anyway, continue. Uh, yeah, where was I? Uh, I forgot where I uh, left off. Sorry, <laughs> I just wanted to jump, jump yeah. in there. Yeah, I'm I, mean, a bit I, I don't obviously think that there's a problem, though. Like, look, being in touch with our intuitions, I think that that's important. Um, but there needs to be a practical way for people to uh, incorporate um, change. Uh, so I don't think we need to ignore the fact that, you know, we've been able to create very useful technologies and those technologies have brought us closer together in many ways. And those technologies bring people closer to information that does help them run, manage their entire lives. You know, I've managed a lot of my life through my mobile phone. Um, I don't think that's a bad thing. Um, you know, but the idea of building an off the grid house, uh, last April, uh, three friends 
I, I'm included in that group. Um, we uh, started an investment group with the sole purpose uh, to buy a property in the future and develop a, a, an off the grid village. Um, and so we started just by putting a hundred dollars each a week into this account. Um, and we've been investing the money uh, to, to create returns because obviously that ultimate goal is going to require money to do it. Um, and two more people joined earlier in the year and two more people joined now. And in the space of 14, 60 months, we've got over $50,000 worth of, um, worth, worth of value. And that's, um, that's in 14 months. So, you know, in 10 years, uh, hopefully, um, we'll be in that position where, uh, we do have that, uh, property and, and we do have that off the grid, uh, village, but there are things that you know you can do. Like for instance, one of the most important things about grounding is, you know, we live, uh, if you live in a city, you're going to have high exposure to, um, radiation, um, because of Wi-Fi, effectively. Um, and that's not natural, you know, so grounding is good because it retunes your body to the natural frequency of the earth. That, that is one of the reasons why grounding has such a big impact on your, your state of mind. Um, so if you are developing an off the grid place, you know, it doesn't have to ignore human technologies, right? We, we can, we can still stay connected, yeah. but instead of Wi-Fi, instead of Wi-Fi, you'd have cable connection in most of the rooms in the house, you know, and then where, um, wherever the, um, the system was generating its, its source from, if, if it was Wi-Fi, you could position that far away from where you're uh, actually sleeping or spending most of your time. So you're not getting that exposure. Anyway, yeah. um, I'd be very interested to hear, um, have you got much planned or have you put much planning or consideration around how you would like to live off the grid? Well, I got a opportunity to live in uh, Portugal and I will be be there hopefully next uh, spring to build my first off the grid house. Uh, but it will be not like very, uh, uh, it will be a very humble place. So it's just the beginning place where I can retreat and be into nature. And I will actually be, be living next to a uh, guru who is uh, very famous on YouTube. Uh, I don't know if you know him, Moiji or Mo Moji. Uh, he's like a, um, a Jamaican uh, guru. He has a lot of followings, but- uh, I, haven't, I haven't heard of him. Okay, well, he lives there as well, next to, uh, it's close to the Lisbon. And it's in a forest. So there's, uh, he also already has some electricity. The friend, I will be having contact with him during with this podcast as well planned on having a uh, episode but uh he has a little place there and uh some, some farm ground and electricity running water so it's it's not big but uh it's a, it's a start and uh eventually i want to expand it but um i'm just gonna build a very basic house and after that i'll maybe come to australia or i'll uh go to morocco first i don't know uh but um, what I do want to spend a lot of time the coming next months is, I don't know if you know the website Workaway. And this website, you can um, help people out on their projects. Like they, 
they have uh, maybe maintaining their garden or uh, watching their children. So I'll be a lot of doing a lot of those things. Uh, just know people, get some skills on like getting off the grid, uh, like some, some, some tools you can use, uh, things about gardening and uh, so, and also like if you want to build a airship or, or, or something uh, off the grid, it requires a lot more work. It doesn't necessarily cost a lot of money because you're using cheap materials and a lot of local materials, but it's more like a lot of work. So it would be nice to meet a lot of people and help a lot of people out with their projects so they can help you out and you have a community because like what would be a dream for me is to not just have a off the grid community or just living off the grid. I want to connect all those different communities all over the world because in that way you can already like put some chains into society because I think like if we would have a society working functionally with the, with the problems that we have this day with climate change and all these uh, corruption, uh, I think this is the way in which we have to get forward. Like I, I'm, I'm not gonna create mental solutions like uh, oh, this is as a society how we should function like Marxism for example but um, I like it is a a, um, a solution in which it's a, a very natural way of living and if you have this community like globally then you can also like travel towards each other and you can live cheaply because you don't have to pay for the rent you can only have to work the garden maybe or maybe you have to put in a little bit of money just to uh, keep the flow going, but it's it's much cheaper than living in society. So I think that would be a great dream. Like maybe, you know, if you're complete with your uh, thing in Australia, I built one in, in, in uh, Portugal and I also want to build one later. Maybe in you'll have a, yeah, maybe you'll have a, a place in our land. Yeah, yeah, that would be <laughs> awesome. But I don't know, because it's the other side of the world. You'll be you're stuttering really hard I, uh, can you repeat it no no sorry i'm not stuttering i maybe it's a network issue yeah, network said, I mean, isn't yeah. That, yeah isn't that i said isn't that the point of having these um low cost uh off the grid sites that you're able to access uh around the world yeah. yeah 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 i think so and you, can, and you can share those same sites with other people so while you're not using um certain sites other people can um can can be using them um you know for a, a, a small fee um have you you've mentioned a couple of things as well um have you are you familiar with uh the circular economy uh, of the concept of the circular economy? No, has it something to do with the uh, Jacob Frasco, the uh, scientist that created a uh, utopian society? Or is it something um, else? I, I, I'm not sure. This only got shared with me this week. I'm going to email it to you. Um, awesome. But effectively, they say there's three principles of a circular economy. Uh, it's about keeping products and materials in use uh, and it's designing out waste and regenerating natural ecosystems. So those are the, the kind of the, the founding mm. principles of a circular economy. 
Um, so one of the companies that I use, uh, Lifecycle. Lifecycle uh, are a Byron Bay company uh, that uh, manufacture and distribute um, mushroom extract oils. Um, so these are uh, products that, that I use frequently. Joe Rogan's spoken about them uh, on his podcasts and um, plenty of athletes and um, high like celebrity people um, have like commented on the impacts that these uh, oils have had on, on them. But uh, all of my close friends use these products. So we, we, we all use them uh, daily uh, and there's all these different types of oils, but anyway, life cycle emailed us um, in relation to uh, just information on the circular economy has nothing to do with their business, but they're just sharing good information through their customers because they're a, um, a, a sustainably minded company. Um, you know, so they're, they're just doing their part, sharing good information with, um, with people that buy their products, but I'll, um, I'll send the email to you after the call. All right. Awesome. Yeah. Maybe, uh, if people are interested, I'll put it in the description. So people can check it out. Um, I also know that you did something with the Taoistic uh, medicine with the five elements. Maybe you can talk a little bit about that because it's also very relevant to uh, health and they also approach it on, on different levels. They maybe do it in a different way, but uh, they're very, uh, in, yeah. Can you say, say something what you, about Sorry, what, what are you referring to? The Taoistic uh, uh, five elements. You did something in the past with your uh, friend. Uh, you gave some presentations, I think. Oh, so yeah, no, I'm very glad this didn't come into fruition um, because it, it, it would have um, it would have failed because of COVID. Um, but we um, worked last year. Um, towards um, launching a, a, a health facility called Elements. Um, and it was a, a health facility that incorporated, you know, a lot of what we've spoken about um, on this call. Um, but yeah, that didn't go ahead um, just because of um, a couple of factors. Um, one of them was just the scale of investment we needed to get it off the ground and other, um, and that kind of put a pause on things at the start of the year and then COVID kicked in by March. And so we're all, uh, thanking God that we didn't pull the trigger <laughs> earlier because that would have, um, that would have sent us bankrupt. Um, so yeah, we didn't actually create, uh, that in the end. Uh, and it's probably not likely to be something that we will uh, go back to because um, since it's been more of an interest now, um, when we buy this property, um, we would like to create a, basically a, like a, a resort that people can come and stay at um, and learn um, and practice uh, a lot of these things that, that, that we practice um, mm -hmm. to do with health, but on a holistic level. So, you know, um, con connection with people is a big one. 
Um, it's probably the most important one, to be honest. Um, mm-hmm. But also, you know, understanding the benefits of um, of sunlight and hydration and movement and nutrients and sleep um, and all of the things that, that we've alluded to on the call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's so important to, to approach it holistically. Uh, and people here are very misunderstood, misunderstand it because they connect it to uh, New Age and a lot of different things. But it just means that, that, that everything is put, put together and seen as, as, uh, as it is, as a complete picture. Uh, yeah. yeah. I think one thing I'll say, you know, when you realize that, you know, you only have one mind and one body uh, to carry your mind in this life. Um, you know, the purpose of your body is it is it is a vessel for your mind, and you only have one. Uh, and obviously, you only have one of these as well. Um, so, you sh- there should be an interest in doing um, as much as is what is possible in your, in your, in your relative circumstance to look after both of those things. Um, you know, I, I invest a lot of money into keeping myself, um, fit mentally and physically, um, you know, between recovery science, which is $50 a week and a, um, a facility that I use called total fusion, total fusion, um, is uh, they, they do all types of different exercise, but I do a lot of yoga uh, there and, 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 and power yoga there, but all of that is barefoot and also facilitated in uh, rooms that are lined with infrared panels on the roof, heated to 35 degrees through the infrared light and uh, have complete controlled fluorescent light. So there's no blue light when you're, um, when you're training. So it embodies a lot of the beliefs that I have, they also have these uh, enormous salt walls, but huge salt walls lining these yoga rooms. Um, you know, so they're a, a facility and a service that I use. Um, and I see a psychologist once a month and, you know, I use the CBD oils and I use the life cycle oils and, you know, so on a, on, on a monthly basis, um, you know, I'm investing yeah, six, seven hundred, eight hundred dollars at least um, in, into my health. Um, mm. You know, so that's that's a lot of money. However, um, you know, a lot of people that might think that that talking Australian dollars there. By the way, um, that, that is what. So sorry, you're, you're, sorry again. The, I'm talking the the Australian dollar. So you're the euro in Amsterdam. Yeah. Yes, it, it's like a, a euro is like a 60, one, um, one Australian dollar is like 60 euro cents. So, you know, we're, we're talking, I probably spent 450 or 500 euros a month on keeping my, my physical and mental yeah. state as healthy as I can. Um, you know, but the way I look at that is that is an investment and I get enormous returns from those investments because by being mentally fit as often as I can, I am able to keep myself in a state uh, where opportunities continuing to present and I am able to deliver. And so by keeping myself in that state, 
I'm able to generate more income because I'm performing at a higher standard. For instance, last night I went out, I went out to lunch at 2 PM and, you know, we would have smashed, uh, I probably had 10 drinks. Uh, a couple of friends came over, we're playing music at, at my apartment before we're going out to the club. And, uh, one of the friends that came over, he gave me a recommendation to buy a cryptocurrency when it was at 60 cents. And it's uh, now sitting at $18. Chainlink is the name of the cryptocurrency. It's the fifth, fifth biggest cryptocurrency in the world. And that investment made over six figures uh, for myself in terms of profit. Um, you know, so that was enormous, life-changing, um, that one. And his recommendation came from another friend who... Um, he or a friend of his, not us. Uh, I've met him once or twice before, but you know, he, he wouldn't know who I was. Um, but if we saw each other, we would be friendly with each other. Uh, but anyway, he uh, has made millions off of uh, different investments, um, starting with he, he put um, twenty thousand dollars in Apple before they released the iPhone. Um, he got onto Bitcoin and Ethereum when they were just a, a very small thing. So he made millions off of Ethereum and Bitcoin and Chainlink was one of his uh, predictions. But bringing it back to last night, my friend goes, um, the name of this person says, this is the next big thing. Uh, and they've all jumped on this ICO. ICO is like an IPO, but it's an initial coin offering because that's basically what the shares are called with cryptocurrencies. And um, anyway, he, um, he mentioned that the ICO was closing this morning, 5 a.m. my time. So while I was intoxicated, um, you know, my friends told me that there's this opportunity. Uh, and what I did in that present state of mind, understanding that this individual that's given this recommendation, uh, you know, is a, a genius at what he does. And what he does is identify technologies that change financial markets, um, which is what this new thing is. The new thing's called HEGIC, H-E-G-I-C. Uh, and I had a decision to make, you know, uh, the money was there and the decision was either to spend time to get onto the ICO, um, which could potentially make me uh, an enormous amount of money based what? on what they're pr predicting. What is ICO? Initial coin offering. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like an IPO, which is an initial public offering for a, uh, uh, like a, yeah, a public company, or at least that, that that's what, yeah, that, that's what they referred to. Right. Um, but this is more for cryptocurrency companies. So that's called an ICO because instead of shares, you get issued tokens or coins. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's so same as an IPO, but it's just for a crypto co uh, company. But anyway, yeah, so I spent an hour and a half. I was messaging my friend in, in, in Tokyo trying to work it out and um, and got the information I needed and got the investment through. And um, yeah, and then I got back on to my partying. Uh, but the point is, there was the opportunity, um, you know, to, I didn't really know, I didn't choose to invest based on any knowledge I had on the product, although the experience of getting the um, the tokens was facilitated very well. Um, but the instinct of if this person who spends his life traveling the world, he's actually denounced his Australian residency and he doesn't pay tax in Australia and he lives all through his cryptocurrency portfolio. He's probably one of the most fascinating 
people that that I know. Uh, he's uh, based in um, Berlin, uh, doing a an IT degree. Um, you know, he said that this is a, a this is a game changing product for cryptocurrencies, uh, and um, they call it DeFi, decentralized finance. And, the, and so the, the, they said this is a game changing product for the DeFi market. And I picked that. I picked the information, uh, or the the person at least, the source, and and thought, you know what, you know, this is worth throwing a couple of thousand dollars at. Um, yes, that's what we did. But anyway. It's um it's being in that you know present state again, which is where we started, that I think is so important. And and being able to prioritize things in your life that you know if there is an opportunity or you know if it is a Sunday and and you know you're feeling a bit hungover, you can prioritize making uh or doing things that are gonna make you feel better, or you can you know, from what initially looks like the easier option, not do it uh, and just let things go on and nothing changes. Your environment actually gets worse. Um, so anyway, I thought that was a good example because, you know, some, I think when people meet me and my friends, you know, my close friends, sometimes they, uh, they, they might misunderstand us, you know, they might, yeah, they, I'm, I'm not perfect, Jasper, you know, they, a lot of my behaviors can definitely be questioned. But um, what I'm what I'm getting good at is um, prioritizing the right things in life. Yeah, yeah, and it's a growing process. Like it's not like you're instantly there. Like what you said about the quick fixes, about uh, expecting solutions to come very quickly or like uh, being cured and, and instantaneously. It's not. It doesn't work like that. So it's a growing process. But what you said about the. Uh, uh, cryptocurrencies because my father works for a bank for the IGN ING sorry and he works in fraud and he is always like I, I the only interaction that I have with with uh, crypto is that I mine uh, P network I don't know if you know that one uh, on no. my phone on my phone and it's for free and I have about 3,000 coins on, on there but my friend he said that it was uh, um, they expect it to be worth when it's released about 15 uh, cents per coin. So 15 cents per, uh, uh, how do you say that in uh, English? Uh, like uh, if you add that, 3,000, not add. But, yeah, I, uh, I, I know what you're saying. Yeah. And I, I, I do make a lot of money from that, but I don't know. I don't have any expectations because... What my father's his critique is, he gets really mad. Uh, if, even though I didn't in, even invest any money in it for just free for me, but he's very like, oh man, it's not worth anything because it's not, you know, you cannot touch it. But then I explained to him how the financial system is like built on, it used to be built on gold, but now it's just built on loans. So it's not just in, in our society, it's just ones and zeros in the end anyway, because they, they, they make if they make one loan about yeah. hundred thousand then they can print the money like twenty I don't know twenty five as much, as much as that and then the, the money gets more in circulation and just inflation keep on growing keep on growing but I, I don't know it, there's a lot of corruption and I think it ties in with healing as well maybe people see this as a strange connection but uh, the way our uh, economic system is working right now it's just not uh, a sustainable thing and 
uh, people, you can do a, a lot of good things with money, like you're saying with, with you know, um, investing in your own health, uh, building off the grid houses. Those are all beautiful things to do with money, but a lot of people, they don't have that relationship. And I think crypto is a little bit different because it's not, uh, it's, it's purely technological. But uh, I don't know everything. I don't know a lot of things. Just about so crypto. you know, though, with crypto, um, you can get it into any type of currency, mate. So, for instance, when uh, Chainlink got to a certain level, I wanted to take off out some profit. And there's a company in Australia called The Living Room of Satoshi. I think the person that created Bitcoin, his last name was Satoshi or his alias was Satoshi. I don't know that story well, but that's where the name comes from. And, um, so I sent them, I, uh, traded my chain link for Ethereum and went to the living room of Satoshi and they say, you know, where do you want us to send the money? What bank account, uh, put in my BSB and account details. I, I'm an ING customer as well. Uh, so I, I use ING in Australia for, for my, um, personal banking. Um, I, and I, um, said, I want, uh, this much money sent the account and they said, yep, send us this much Ethereum. Uh, I sent that much Ethereum. It got received instantly. I got an email notification saying that um, this amount's been transferred. It will be in your account in one business day and one business day later, the money was in my ING account. Um, so obviously I had to declare that. Um, I had to declare the profit. Uh, or at least I declared 50% of it because in Australia, if you hold an investment for longer than 12 months, then you get a 50%. Um, uh, uh, it's not a discount, but it's like only 50% of the gain gets taxed. But if you sell your investment within 12 months of holding it, uh, then a hundred percent of the gain of the profit gets taxed. But anyway, that's nor here nor there. Um, the point is, uh, crypto, I think now is, is more and more integrated into, um, like our, um, our current financial markets. The question I have is at what point in time will, uh, crypto be the currency that people trade in more regularly? Uh, you know, this year in Australia, someone, um, bought a house with Bitcoin. Uh, it was the first purchase of a house with Bitcoin. Um, so it's happening. It's just not happening at scale, but it has the absolute potential to happen at scale. And um, while, you know, your dad works for ING in the, the, the fraud department, um, you know, I know obviously his jobs, uh, you know, relating to a, a different type of fraud. Um, and ING, I use them because out of all of the banks, I think ING, uh, uh, the lowest with fees and offer the fairest service to customers. Um, but at the same time, the real fraud is the interest rates that banks and financial institutions are charging on credit cards or charging on loans. Um, that's the real fraud that's going on right now. People have to pay to access their money. Um, you know, so while uh, companies are ha happy profiting um, off uh, structures that, uh, cripple uh, people uh, and ultimately communities because of, 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 of debt and the liability that comes with that, they are building this case. They're building this case for decentralized finance to become a real thing. 
uh, eventually. And that's why I'm happy putting my money there because I think it's a great opportunity for anything to really change in the world. It's got to very much be driven through financial markets and the way people trade goods and services um, and then trade currency as well. Um, you know, so the idea that uh, there's a decentralized network uh, where these fees don't exist to the degree that we're used to with current markets, fucking, that sounds amazing. You know, that, that sounds like real transformation. And I personally, I hope it happens. Um, I don't also think that um, our financial markets now are a bad thing. I just think that the institutions within them are profiting unfairly of the customers within the markets. That's my problem with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they, like the ING, they made some investment in some oil, company, oil companies. And some of these oil companies, they have like running oil pipelines through uh, nature reservoirs. So there's a lot of corruption within the banks as well, which is not like put on the mainstream media. But yeah. uh, they're, they're, they're not, they don't have their hands clean. But uh, we're ending at the first hour. So the next half hour will be on Patreon. And I will just going to explain to people a little bit why I'm doing that. Because I do want to make a little bit, ties in together what we're talking about with here with money. I, am, I, I do have a belief that most of the things that we should discuss should be given freely. Uh, that's why the first hour is for, for just on YouTube and it's just free. But the last half hour will dip a little bit deeper and then I can make a little bit uh, money because I have to go travel. So hello everyone, welcome back. Um, we're here on the Patreon website and the reason why I'm using this uh, platform is just to get you connected to this uh, uh, side of the web as well and, and, and later on I'll put uh, it for Patreon members only. But just to bring people on and, and get the conversation a little bit deeper and also uh, we can touch a little bit more controversy in, in, on this platform than we can do on, on, uh, on YouTube. And so the thing that we're, what I was uh, asking of putting forward earlier is uh, the usage of words and its effect on the human body. Uh, you can talk uh, maybe a little bit about human cells if you know something a lot about that or what, what, what is, how do you use your words in your everyday life? Do you use them very consciously or do you just swear or it's not like there's something bad with swearing, but I mean like there is uh, some power in words. I did a lot of research on this uh, earlier uh, years ago and it is something very misunderstood and we really should be more conscious about what we're saying. So do you, how do you use your words in your daily life? Do you use them consciously? Yeah, I do use them consciously. Uh, probably not the same way that you use them consciously. Um, but an example is um, I read a book, you're probably familiar with it. A lot of people would be familiar with it. <clears throat> it's called Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. And it's a, a, a book uh, that is largely about um, uh, financial intelligence. Um, but, you know, one of the examples, uh, and to give a little bit of context, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Robert Kiyosaki's 
dad is the poor dad uh, in his life. Um, had a stable job, you know, paid off a mortgage, um, you know, but uh, did things very safe and, and wasn't, um, wasn't really interested in building wealth. And the rich dad was his best friend's dad who was uh, building uh, a number of businesses. Um, and he um, learned things from his poor dad that he saw flaws in and he learned things from his best friend's uh, and rich dad um, that he saw was actually the right way to, uh, to approach uh, life. And one of the lessons that the rich dad gave was uh, to use positive language. So for instance, um, you know, the rich dad, if he wanted something, he would ask, how can I afford this? Or how can I do this? Whereas the poor dad's uh, words would be, I can't afford this. We can't do that. Uh, so I'm conscious with the way I use words in terms of not limiting my beliefs, not instilling uh, incorrect beliefs into my psychology. So if, uh, and I, it's a working progress. Sometimes I, I catch myself out. I say something that I know is giving me a limitation. So I, 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 I change that when I, when I do uh, acknowledge that I've said something um, that perhaps wasn't the, the best thing for me to hear myself, uh, or even if it's, uh, the best thing that I've, you know, or if, if I've said something that isn't the best thing for someone else to hear. So I try and use positive language as much as possible. Um, and, and more so in context of, uh, you know, how can I do this? Uh, or I can do this. Um, yeah. So that, that's my experience or, or position on, on being conscious with words. It's just being conscious to try and not limit myself with, with what I can, what I can do. Yeah. 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 No, I completely understand. And and, and you only speak uh, English, by the way, or do you speak yes. other language? Okay. No, because... I, I only speak English fluently. Okay. Well, because um, in, in other languages, they, and I don't know if you know anything about poes, poetica, uh, poesia, uh, poetry is in English. Uh, poetica is in, in Spanish, but... Uh, each, each language has their own uh, attributes, I would say, as well. Uh, and if I speak a lot more Spanish, it's, it's maybe it's strange. It's, it's not made, makes any sense, I guess. But it just feels for me more harmonious to speak Spanish because it's more fluently. Here in Dutch, we, we have a lot of, like we, in the Netherlands, we swear, swear a lot of words with diseases, like cancer or typhus or uh a lot of different other things uh so it's really like toxic in our in our language and a lot of our youth they speak it and i did it previously a lot as well until i did the internship on schools but i never get, really got a, a, that aware of how what the effects really are of these words because i believe that every word has their own like vibration to it and it's just like a word is more like a name like if you say someone's name, if you're at a party and someone says your name, you can hear instantly, oh, someone's mentioning me. But the same thing is with words. If you're saying a certain word, then it just triggers that uh, energy and that frequency. And if you say the, all these negative words, like if, I don't know if you know the scientist Machu Emoto, uh, it was a Japanese um, scientist 
who throws water and he crystallized the water and in these crystal into this water he would say negative words or he would ignore it or he would say positive words or put on beautiful music and the structure uh, changed so it got more geometrical if it was positive but if it was very distortioned or very very negative then the pattern would be very like uh, fake and very unclear and not a lot of uh, geometry so i think the same thing works like if you imagine that our, our body is made of water for 70 percent just like the earth is what well, is an interesting fact but um that is you an could, interesting fact yeah so the the uh, the effect of our words puts an effect on 70 percent not just on our body but on the earth as well so he proved with this experiment that water can hold uh information and that is something we don't really know that well here in the west but it's very very important to know because it very changes your awareness about how to use words like you're saying with self-limitations like i cannot do this i cannot do that then you're creating a self-fulfilling prophecy and then you'll be stuck at a certain point and people call that stagnation and a lot of my friends they they have that perception that they think i i cannot go traveling i cannot go somewhere else then i'll leave everything here behind but if you, that's that that is a mental state that's stuck in, in fear like, like you're you're focusing things on your lose if you're not focusing things on what you will gain either you're gain health or you're getting new opportunities new financial resources it can be a lot of different things but it's all okay. it dwells from the same understanding of how words are powerful and we use words in, in such a way that we tell stories and with these stories you use the imagination to create a certain image and with this image you can manifest your dreams but you can also heal yourself so this is something i really want to invest more on the, on the next couple of months and just to reuse my words very very consciously and very minimally because when i was in peru we were at like three kilometers in height so the local local people they don't speak a lot to each other because it's just the oxygen jar you just get tired but here in the netherlands you're just at sea level so people just keep talking keep talking and and some great things come out of these talkings like we made a lot of beautiful things so it's not really all uh, goes to waste but a lot of words do go the way so that's why I, I try to listen a lot to other people to my environment and I pass on really what I think has a lot of value and what can provide healing and so that's why I like I, I choose this subject as well because it's very broad it doesn't matter if you're talking about financial things because it's or 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 something in your body or whatever because it's all ties in with health if you're like very poor that's that doesn't mean necessarily mean that you're unhealthier but it's in our society an apple costs two maybe here two euros and uh a, a hamburger costs one euro so people buy a hamburger even if they're poor so the more rich are you, you are the more what are you serious? Well, no, no, I'm just making an example. I think apple, like uh, a sack of apples is about two euros, but a hamburger is much, much uh, I don't know, 350, but I'm just using another sample. I don't know the exact prices, but 
that's right. I like I could better say an, an a a salad uh, or a ha or a hamburger at a fast food store than people will go for the fast food if they're poor because it's you cannot afford the salad because it's way too expensive. So people are already if they don't have a lot of financial resources, then they are more likely to go to these more unhealthier uh, choices. So that's why I think like all, everything is connected and especially with healing. And I, I am personally really early on, on a healing journey with my IBS and being very conscious of what I eat and IBS is irritable bowel syndrome. Uh, it's like your, your uh, intestines, they normally go in a rhythm like this, they push the, um, the waste on in, in, the, in the intestines. But for me, it just goes spatently. So that's why I really have to watch what I'm eating. And I drink a lot of water and drink a lot of tea, but I don't drink any alcohol. I don't drink any coffee. I don't drink uh, any f uh, things with sugar. I eat salads every day. I gym two times uh, a, a day. I skateboard and I... Um, went cycling like here in the Netherlands people cycle a lot and it's cycling is one of the most efficient way of transporting and it doesn't cost any uh any waste so it's it's a very beautiful way of transporting and we we went cycling for about 200 kilometers in total in, in one weekend so i work out a lot but it's not like oh my, my stomach is now feeling great because i worked out that much it's really the healing journey especially if you're here in the west um, I should explain some concept, concept which I got from Peru, which is called, uh, there are two concepts, uh, Sami and Pucha. Sami is light energy. So energy that you, like we're sitting in right now, like it's very easy to flow in this energy. It's just very, it goes with life. But then Hucha is more the heavy energy. So things we have to process, uh, things that go, because of our ego, we're going against the will of, of, of nature, the will of, of the universe. And so we create a lot of this hutcha in, inside of ourselves. And this is also something why, with what I have with uh, the IBS. That's also, we're saying shit, 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 shit. But that has also an effect on your body. So, um, yeah, it, it, it's more difficult to heal, I think, here in the Netherlands because of the surroundings. And they here there's a lot of hutcha energy a lot of heavy energy here but if you would do it like in, in, in an off the grid where you're living in middle of no in nature nature already has healing capacities then it's much much easier so that's why like people will say like traveling is always an escape but my travel is more like a pilgrimage to to heal myself and that involves going into a lot of nature, which I miss here in the, in the Netherlands. In Friesia, there's just, just farm grounds. There's not, yeah, there's a lot of birds, but there's not a lot of uh, forest or mountains or places where you can retreat. So, and that's something I really need. And I think a lot of people need. And uh, uh, you would love where I live. Yeah, I think you have a better place than, than I do in Australia. Yeah. Oh, mate, it, that's, yeah, it's incredible. I think that's um, I think that's common across Australia. To be honest, um, you know there aren't many people that aren't within 
driving distance to a mountain, uh, you know, creek walks, waterfalls, water holes, um, you know, rock uh, rock faces or uh, or beaches. Most people have access to pretty incredible nature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is uh, something I really miss here. Like in the Netherlands, we have uh, plant forests, but there doesn't keep yourself in the same energy. Like when I went to the and you went to the jungle as well in Peru, the the, the energy that you feel here there is just ancient because the forest is so old. And I really believe, and a lot of local people believe in spirits that they dwell there as well. So there's just an energy that that's attached to there, to the place. It's not just oh beautiful scenery, beautiful nature. No, it's also like this. Uh, I really believe not just that nature is living, but it's intelligent, that there's an intelligence behind it. And I really have a sense that I, through my intuition, that I communicate with this uh, entity, or they call it they call it Pachamama. Uh, so that is yeah. I think very important that we have those connection with, with nature on that level, on the same level. Um, I just forwarded you a photo on Instagram um, of uh, uh, a photo I took um, when there was a sunset, because I, I spent two weeks at the uh, science research facility in the Amazon jungle. And the, um, the facility was on obviously a, uh, well, it was on a, a river system. Um, <clears throat> so uh, every afternoon before dinner, uh, we would um, just sit outside and yeah, that's that. That go left, left. Yeah, the first picture. First picture, that one. Yeah, so that was the most incredible sunset I've I've ever experienced. I uh, yeah, it's nice to actually look at that photo now and just remember how I felt, how that exact moment made me feel. Um, yeah, very like reflective. nothing I ever experienced. It's very reflective, like the uh, S above, so below. Like a lot of monuments, they are built in front of uh, rivers or in front of uh, some water in front of it because you can see the reflection and it reflects the, 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 the otherworldly. Um, which is uh, opposite in, to our own. So it's, yeah, it's a yeah. beautiful picture. Really, uh, I, I sit here on the edge of my uh, neighborhood sometimes and you can have a view on old, um, an old um, um, church. And there's like, a, you can walk to the other village like through these uh, fields. I've never done it, but uh, it's just a beautiful place to sit down and you have like these trees standing on the outside. So it's like a natural television. Like you're watching between the trees and it's just a nice place where you can uh, see the sunset. And I think this is also some place like that where you can do some sun gazing and where you can, that's also ties in with health as well, where you can uh, regenerate our own mind and our own uh, energy, you know, because we're working like batteries and this is the thing with heavy and, and light energy. Uh, a lot of hucha, a lot of our energy goes to things that aren't really providing us any value. Like, especially here in the Netherlands, there's so much distraction. So that creates a lot of hucha. And yeah, we have to ha process the hucha for each other, not just for ourselves, but just to heal as a collective. 
and and oh yeah the sun gazing i do want to explain that a little bit more because the sun gazing is uh when you look at the sun when it's uh almost down or when it's almost up it has like a reddish color and this is the moment when you can look into the sun and don't have any negative consequences from it like burning your eyelids so you that will i really recommend that to people and to give that as an as, as some homework to do that maybe in the morning or in the in the in the evening just to look at the sun in the last hour i do have some very interesting experiences from that doing that um, where you really feel a connection with the sun but uh i don't want to explain that too much because people just need to experience for themselves and really to understand it so have you ever done it sun gazing Yes, <clears throat> I um, have just also um, done some research uh, because this, as I um, alluded to with morning and afternoon sun, when it gets to that point uh, where it's the last, the very last sunlight or the very first morning light, um, that is a, a, a very good time to look at the sun. I'm just having a look at the actual uh yeah, science behind it. So, um, yeah, just one second. Meditations and try. Yeah, you should look into. <clears throat> I was just doing some research here. There's actually like a process of um, looking at um, the sun produces a chemical, and that chemical is what is so important for sleep. Um, you should look into it because yeah, it, it's it's more than just like a spiritual thing. It's like a it's a, something physically changes in your body. You... Yeah. Yeah. That, that's exactly like, and that's also the perfect place to end this conversation. Like uh, the sun is uh, where we get our healing from and also nature as well. So if people spend more time in nature, do these things with sun gazing, which, which really like changes you on, on not just a physical level and also on spiritual and on different levels. It's just, experience people should have for themselves and it should make their own decision if they don't want to then fine but uh they're just natural things that we have access to we don't have to invest extra money for it we can just look at it somewhere and uh we will get some uh, beneficial uh, things from it i know for sure from my own experience exactly 100 percent. now very good awesome yeah so i do want to tell thank you for your uh time and uh hope to see you uh in the future on another uh episode and uh no worries. hope you, you enjoyed it me. yeah no i did thanks jasper it was awesome thank you very much awesome well goodbye everyone thank you for watching and uh feel free to subscribe um uh like the channel and to the patreon members uh keep um yeah just keep up uh following me and uh we'll see where things will go so uh, thank you. Peace.